0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network.
1: Welcome back for the 24th and final time, at least for season one of 24 season one. As we are up to episode number 24, hour number 24, time 11 p.m. to 12 p.m. or 11 p.m. to midnight, depending on uh, which you prefer. <laughs> We're finally here, the finale, the big one. The one where nothing else this season matters. None of that bad stuff matters. Hanlon or bring it on, <laughs> Rick or any of the other garbage. Amnesia. It's all about this. The finale. The big showdown. Uh, we couldn't be more excited. I mean, honestly, I, I nobody knows this by listening to these episodes once a week, but we've basically powered through three episodes in a row because we just couldn't wait. Ben watched this about three weeks ago <laughs> because I can't contain myself. I've got to watch the finale. And I have no and life And I'm right there anymore. with him.
0: So, you know, And that as no well. life. Yeah, that,
1: that does help. <laughs> uh, but if you're listening to us right now, we thank you for also not having a life because if <laughs> we're your entertainment, uh, you might have issues like we do. Yeah. Uh, my name is Colin and bookmark this quote, Ben. Sherry, I agree with you (laughs) Alright then, on that note My name is Ben, and bookmark
0: this quote Colin, Nina, I agree with you (laughs) Not really, not really Okay, I'll I'll start that again My name is Ben, and You don't just walk away from me, Colin You hear me? You just don't turn your back on me, Colin Get your hands off me Oh, what a woman (laughs) <laughs> what a woman. Sorry. <laughs> the hero. Saying that gets me
1: erect. That's uh, <laughs> what <laughs> her baby. You know, is. I mean it it's weird. We we have uh, we have some Palmer drama this week. We uh <laughs> a little bit. Some big stuff happens here. Uh, but I I don't know if I've ever watched the other characters as much and agreed with Sherry Moore because as much as they try to paint Sherry in this episode as the big villain, the thing I'm most excited about to talk about here is how every other character screws up worse than Sherry and why is she the bad guy? Oh, we're finally it took us 24 weeks. We're finally here to make our final case for This is the final plea <laughs> for justice for Sherry, people. So <laughs> Please listen please listen to
0: us. Yes. Well, please listen to us in general. It'd be nice to have a listener. Um but also <laughs> uh I like I I don't know how many other podcasts have ever gone through all of 24. I, I don't think there has been any or if there has there's not many. Um if there are I have not listened to them, but I I would love to go back and listen. I know Rob has a podcast kind of did a, a series recap or like different seasons like in a couple hours sort of like what our our unaired pilot was like. But mm. I would love to go back through and see if anybody's kind of redone these and and not and what their thoughts are on Sherry because you know I do remember back in the day everyone hated Sherry but you know we we can't be the only ones like Sherry is like just hashtag Queen Sherry where's our t-shirts on our, our Teespring <laughs> I just want to I want a picture of Penny Johnson Gerald on a t-shirt that just says hashtag Queen Sherry that's all I want Noah oh. uh, Noah you're Noah
1: Colin that's all I want Noah <laughs> and Come
0: Noah on, too Noah. I want it from Noah as yeah. well. <laughs>
1: You can't be bothered to do episodes more than once a year. You could at least pitch in and make us a t shirt. We don't care if you understand it, just make it.
0: Yeah, you're drunk enough. Like, stop spending money on those, like, gigantic <laughs> cans of beer. Like, fucking buy us a t shirt, Noah.
1: Jesus. Uh, I mean, there's, there's going to be so much to cover in this episode. We'll probably jump into it uh, really quickly. But we briefly mentioned last week, you know, watching this for the first time. For me, it's kind of blurred whether I watched this live or watched it because it was very close together when this ended. And this wasn't like, I guess it isn't like it is now where, you know, it might be a couple of months before the DVDs come out. I mean, this show finished airing. What was the air date? Do you have it? Uh, I
0: do, indeed. And that air date that you are seeking is the following. (laughs) Um, Of course, everyone (laughs) knows that it is May the 21st, 2002.
1: Okay, so yeah, May 21st, and I swear, the DVDs were out by June because it was, like, early in the summer when I was watching this, and there was still a considerable wait afterwards. Uh, but uh, great memories. You, you you said over the last couple of weeks, you told your parents, forget about bedtimes. I am not <laughs> listening to you. Take a step back, parents. I am watching 24.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've said it numerous times about how it's, it's almost – you know, I likened it to Survivor back in the day. Maybe I just got very excited over TV show finales in the early 2000s. I don't know. But, um, yeah, just, like, the, the extent of how excited I was to watch this and just, you know, I, I, we used to have – I don't know if they advertised it in Canada the same way, but, like, the Channel 9 ads for Survivor used to be like, this Friday the finale of Survivor, take the phone off the hook, lock the door, don't tell the neighbours, like, to, to not disturb yeah. you. So, like, that was almost, like, for me with this, you know, because obviously – yeah, the internet and things like that weren't that prominent and didn't have smartphones and all that sort of stuff. So it was kind of, you know, you you could be not disturbed easier. But um, no, it was an event. It was, it was huge. I, I honestly don't know if I can remember a TV show since 24. Maybe Lost. I do kind of remember some of Lost being very excited, but not on the level. Even my favourite TV show of all time, Third Watch. Like, I... I had we didn't get the finale of Third Watch in Australia for years upon years, and they showed it at like one o'clock in the morning, and I I had by long seen it by then. So um, yeah, I can't think of a TV show that I have been this excited for or this you know just pumped up for a finale since Twenty Four. Um, so yeah, I mean God, I I just I was champing at the bit, and I just remember the end of this going holy fuck, and yeah, the DVD I, I similar we got it. I mean. I don't know when it aired in Australia. I can't remember how many months we used to be behind, but I got it for Christmas the following Christmas and just, you know, day one got the box set and I think I just watched it on Boxing Day. You know, it was just kind of like straight Mm -hmm. away. So this year was the very first TV show on DVD I ever owned. Um, So, yeah, no, it was just, it was exciting. It was just such such an excitement uh, to watch this live when it was on.
1: There are other shows uh, that I ranked higher than this on my favorite TV shows of all time. I mean, it was high, but there were other ones. But I'm looking through my list. I'm thinking about all these other shows. And some of the shows that I'm even a bigger fan of 24. I don't remember the finales being as big of a deal. Uh, And I think a lot of it has to do with how committed they were to this serialized format. Because we've talked a lot about Alias, which debuted literally at the same time, and also took this daring gamble of let's do serialized television for American audiences, uh, which had never really been done before. And Alias, it definitely was committed to it to a certain extent, but they pulled back on it a lot, uh, I, I would say, definitely after season one and then even more so on season two. And I think by season four, it essentially was just, you know, episodic TV. Uh, but 24, like based on the concept, there was no way around it. You had to be committed to that. You know, some other shows like Alias and Smallville uh, that, you know, I am probably even a bigger fan of than 24, I'd be excited for the finales. But it wouldn't be the same because y- you didn't necessarily know where they were going. They may have set it up for one or two weeks. You like, oh, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens with this. But with 24, from episode one to the end, it is all one story. Yeah. So. Even in a bad season, like, I'm thinking, you know, there's only one season, which I'll just say it now, season six, when we get to it, where I basically had checked out by the end of the season, like, you know what, I'll, I'll watch these last couple episodes at some point in the future. I'm not that committed to this. Uh, but otherwise, even in seasons like season eight, which I'm not a huge fan of, it was still like, okay, it's the finale of 24 tonight. No other plans. Put the phones on silent. You know, you got to watch this.
0: Yeah, I, I honestly can't wait till we get to season six because such missed opportunity how did they fuck that up the first four episodes mm-hmm. of of season six i'd put up there with some of the the best four in a row ever uh and then it just they just forgot what they were doing <laughs> like it's yeah anyway um yeah i'm trying to think like so i had 24 at number two on my all-time list um but yeah i just i'm thinking of other shows and event viewing that came from that like I remember the finale of 24, but I mean, the thing is, the thing is, my viewing gets a lot slanted, though, the, the older I got, was because from about 2006, 2007 onwards, I was downloading shows because, you know, it was just hard mm. to keep up with them in Australia. Um, so yeah. I never really had that opportunity to watch things live. Yeah, there might have been some Australian shows that I watched, um, you know, mainly Australian reality shows, probably. And then, you know, I, I think of some seasons of Survivor where they would air them sort of during the day, like the finale and that, like, um, you know, I think Second Chances was a was a pretty exciting one. Watching that with Noah, I think we we're more excited. Oh, no, it was Worlds Apart. We we're more excited for the Second Chances reveal. Um, Winners at War was a bit exciting last year. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I just feel that 24 was that last big one that I can really remember. Again, Lost, maybe. Because, um, I mean, I remember when the Lost finale happened. That was a pretty big deal. I think, you know, a lot of countries... Like, I think the UK showed it at, like, 5 a.m. the same time as the US to, to not miss spoilers and things like that. So... But, um, yeah, I mean, oh, well, I mean, the Mandalorian recently was pretty exciting, I guess, when we got the finale. But, um, yeah, this, I don't know why we're just going down memory lane. This episode is so fucking good. (laughs) We're taking 10 minutes (laughs) going over pointless memories, but this episode is just incredible television. I mean, it's, it's one of the best episodes of TV I think I've ever watched. So, um, who cares about all these other shows that you watch, Ben? Move on with this episode.
1: There is going to be a single moment in this episode that I'm critical of. Otherwise, it is a near-perfect episode. And the one thing I'm critical of, I think having done this show where we can, you know, enjoy some of the bad stuff, it's almost more like, oh, I'm so glad they threw that in there for one good final laugh. Uh, but otherwise, you know, it's, it's great. Uh, let's, let's get into it here. Let's start off with the Palmer drama because everything else is going to be all jack after that and, you know, well – a couple other things, but all tied to Jack where Palmer drama. I I know a big discussion that we had earlier in the season was something that I still stand to, which I I would have loved to see this show introduce David with the assassination attempt, skip some of that stuff earlier on. I still think there would be a way to do that. uh, But I don't mind the fact that we're here in a finale and there is a plot line that has nothing to do with Jack really. That's sort of going on because well, let's say it has minimal to do with Jack. Uh, the setup from last week was, uh, you know, the second assassination attempt, which Jack, because he can't check a phone, uh, he can't scan a phone, almost kills David Palmer for the second time. We said before, Sherry was right, when he's like, oh, this is Jack, the man who saved my life and almost cost you your life. He only saved it because he almost cost it. That's kind of, you know, a uh, two-edged sword there, David, but... Uh, They just want to keep the thing quiet about, uh, oh, is he dead? Yes, he's dead. (laughs) David, you can't be messing with everybody. Sherry, we said last week, you know, she's completely right, especially this week when you find out that the news does leak of this. Obviously, the news of Palmer being alive comes out, which is going to tie into CTU later on. But, I mean, really, the big things to talk about with Palmer drama this week uh, is, uh, first, let's start with Mike. This is a star performance from Jude uh, Ch- Chickalella. That's oh, a how how performance from all of is, Everyone
0: in the Palma Drama yeah. Stars this week.
1: I think why I'm particularly excited about uh, Mike is because he is a more background character. And, you know, we, we mentioned both Mike and Pierce are going to become kind of fan favorites. Brosnan. Unintentional Fa- fan favourites. Who? Brosnan? Pierce Brosnan's in this? When? Pierce, yes.
0: <laughs>
1: Good old Pierce. Aaron what was Pierce that, Brosnan. Said... <laughs> That's why we like Aaron so but, much. <laughs> but, I mean, for me, I always remembered season two as sort of being the one where... Oh yeah, you kind of remember this Mike guy from season one, but I mean Mike really shines here. Mm. And part of it is I think that we're on the really on the Sherry bandwagon here. But I just love the subtle moment where um, they're they're still disagreeing. Uh, David and Sherry are still disagreeing about you, you shouldn't be toying with the public like this. And she says, like, "Tell him what I mean, Mike." And Mike's like. Don't put me in the middle of this. The the one moment where he's not like complete reverence for the Palmers and, you know, professional. He's like, no, 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 no. This is your problem. I'm not. I am am the silent third party. Just watch me. Take a step back. Take a step back. Mike is taking a step back here. (laughs) Just take a step back, Uh, Palmers. but, 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 I mean, Sherry brings up multiple good points here. The first good point she brings up, which is, listen, David, You went public with the key thing. You know, all that happened and you got lucky. That is a very solid point. We can't just go on the argument of, listen, David was right. No, David did get lucky. We talked about this. In the real world, this would never work. And it only works if you spin it in the right way and the public is willing to accept it at that right time. The fact is, as soon as any of the other candidates have a chance to speak or the Republicans have a chance to speak, David's approval is going down. This is a knee-jerk reaction. So her saying he got lucky, I'm glad they threw that in there. Uh, she again messaged, like, we, we, uh, we can't keep testing the public's patience like this. Uh, but, uh, no, David's sticking to his guns. Now, what makes this really good, I'm just going to kind of group a lot of this Palmer drama in together instead of the individual scenes, is the fact that this little ploy of let's pretend David's dead and have him hiding out in a room it is irrelevant because it leaks anyways. So, and, and whether or not it leaks to the press, that's the that's the bigger issue that Sherry's trying to argue. It's not, hey, this is a stupid idea. It's the the public is not going to forgive you for this, uh, and they probably shouldn't. But even if it wasn't a thing about the media, the Drazens know pretty much immediately. Did we mention so, that last
0: week when Nina was revealed as a mole that she told them that Palmer's not dead? I feel like we just glossed over that fact.
1: What did we mention? Yeah, that? I. <laughs> I've, I've, I I've, definitely mentioned at the beginning of this episode, so if we <laughs> <laughs> forgot it last week, then we, for, we, we ask your forgiveness. We can't keep testing the public's patience like yeah. this, Ben. We have to be upfront about these plot twists when they happen. God. Uh, but, like, the Drazens know from the beginning. So it, it's one of these weird stories where you're supposed to be behind a character. Listen, this is the right thing to do for that little girl. Yes. Your poor little girl, Jack. Poor little young king. <laughs> but they know and it changed nothing so sherry is right from a certain point of view about how the media is going to attack them for this she's even more right because it's a dumb plan nobody bought it so i'm i'm completely behind sherry in everything that she says
0: here i look i'm with you i'm definitely you know i'm not going to disagree with you but they don't know the part that uh, the, the drazins know so that's the only thing
1: but to me that makes david look dumber for when he's a listen listen this is a brilliant plan everybody just, just stick with it. And meanwhile, the audience knows nobody's buying this. I uh, look, yeah, I'm
0: like the, the testing the patience. I definitely agree with. Although, let's be honest, like he can totally turn around and play this. Like I'm Black Jesus. I've resurrected myself. Vote for me. <laughs> like I just want to see those like over the top American ad campaigns of David Palmer. <laughs> Black like Jesus. Back from the dead. Back from the dead. You thought you could kill me, but I am I have risen on the seventh day. There was Palmer. Um But yeah, I mean Yeah, I I I know you haven't sort of mentioned this scene, but I'm jumping ahead a bit to when sort of Palmer finds out about that Sherry leaked it. Like, oh god, that's a great scene. But um yeah, just the acting in general in this episode, I mean, there's no there's no one in this episode is bad acting, but just this part of stuff, what makes this so we shouldn't care about this again with everything else that we've got going on in this episode. Yeah. Uh, but I do. I'm hooked. I'm just so hooked. Even even this scene, this is like the least interesting scene in this entire episode with the Palmers when they're kind of just having this conversation at the beginning. What is What does, is, um, does Palmer say it here when he's like like pinning her up against the wall? But it's like, damn it, woman, why do you keep defying me? Or something like that.
1: Like, <laughs> I feel like he's like, you're tearing me remember. apart, Jerry. Well, <laughs> There's that, well, that's another line. It's a... Uh that's coming up i i i don't think it was in the scene because it's later in my notes where where sherry actually says someone's like david your your need to tell the truth is tearing this family apart <laughs> oh hi mike <laughs> 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 david don't can, put me david, in the middle of this david can i lit- definitely have breast cancer
0: <laughs> david could can literally say that at the end of this episode i did not hit her i did not Hi, mike. <laughs> yes. oh hi mike <laughs>
1: We know, we know where um, Tommy so got the idea from. Now it's yes, all this episode. It's all
0: based on the Palmer drama of twenty four season one. Oh hi, doggy. <laughs> oh, do, do you? Oh, uh, nothing uh, else to add there. No, I, I, I just want to get to the, the, juicy stuff. I mean, you know, I can keep going. Oh yeah, okay. Well, let's,
1: <laughs> let's get into it here. So, uh, this is all going to erupt when they're watching the news. Uh, now, first of all, if, if Palmer's in quarantine. I, I, okay, the blinds are closed, yes, but like he's just in a back room. Like somebody is leaking this. It, it, anybody is leaking this. It, it doesn't matter if it comes from Sherry, but when they do see on the news, hey, David Palmer is alive and well. Uh like Sherry shaking her fist. Sherry again. <laughs> Damn it. Goes again, screams <laughs> screams at her. Uh here David, you know, I, I don't know, did did they have somewhere they were potentially going with this in season two? Uh, David basically turns into domestic abuser here. <laughs> grabs Sherry, has to be physically restrained by Mike as he's smashing things, screaming. Uh, and again, he's going, the child is gonna die! Damn <laughs> it, Sherry! The child <laughs> dies! <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, it's. I feel like uh, we're bagging it out, but it's actually really good acting. Like, Dennis Heisman's, like, really oh, good in this it's amazing. Thing. And it's great because we never see that side of him. Like, he's always, he always has his composure, you know? Uh, we can question the moral high ground that he always takes, but he's not a guy who blows up at any point. Mm. Uh, and he just, he completely explodes here. I mean, this is something that if anybody is in the background paying attention, uh, you know, to the screams in the other room, they're like... Listen, I, I've got a story for you, Maureen, uh, or Nadine, or whatever you usually call her. Like, uh, David was smacking Sherry around good. <laughs> she came out with a black eye. How he's still in a room packing arm. up? Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, just... Talk to Mike. He, he'll get in the middle of this. <laughs> I mean, it, it but, but honestly, it is an incredible scene. I mean, there are so many things here that we could be, we could do a top five list of this episode and it may completely match our top five list at the end of the season. But I mean, this scene just incredible. Really what this is all going to come down to in the end is, uh, you know, Sherry has a scene with Mike where she's, here you can see a little bit of the arrogant wife. is like, Mike, you and I need to steer this ship yeah. <laughs> because David is off his rocker. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, sherry i think you're gonna need to take a step back now <laughs> take a step back this sherry. is where mike <laughs> well this is where where he says listen sherry i agree with you but you're not going any further in this you know, you might want to consider how you want to apologize to david because he's asked for a meeting with you so, i'm making an appointment with my husband yeah i love that line uh, and he does yeah it, i mean all, all the end of this is going to be the big scene in the ballroom as David and Sherry meet. I mean, this is one of those epic moments where you you know it's coming and they just keep building towards it. You know, the music's great. the, The way it's filmed is great. And basically, David says, listen, you know, I still want to be president, but you're not fit to be a first lady, which uh, is also how I feel about Ben. You know, I'm- I want to be a podcaster. You're just not fit to be a first lady podcaster. Uh, but you
0: are, you are, uh, you are the yeah. the new Ryan Brink of this podcast. You're basically trying to work from underneath yeah. me to take over. So yeah,
1: yes, exactly. Yeah. Hello, Ryan, if you're listening. It's but a I joke. Mean, <laughs> I mean, there's so much that we could you know go into in this. Um, I I also want to mention there is a press conference, which uh, I made a big question mark on, because when David does make his press conference, yes, everybody, I am alive, I am well. He does it outside in the dark when his life's been uh, attempted to be assassinated twice now. Don't know if that was the smartest idea. Uh, But anyway, the big thing is this 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 huge scene, the meeting where big shocker, how we're already conditioned, because of the whole Clinton drama uh, that you know had happened only a couple of years prior to this, that presidents will never get divorced because, wow, that's going to kill your whole presidency. There's no chance of re-election. Uh, th- there's no chance of the public trusting you, all that. And David basically says, listen, we're done Sherry. You know, I want a divorce. Don't you walk away from me. David. <laughs> and of course, as you mentioned, the, the, get your hands off me. I mean, it's a great Sherry moment, but at the same time, I mean, I, I can see David's point of view, but she brings up. Bye Jamie. Bye Jamie. <laughs> <sighs> she brings up a point where I'm like, you know what? She says, can we sleep on this, David? We've been up for two days straight. That is a very good point. Nobody on no sleep for two days should just rush and say, I want a divorce.
0: I just want to say I love the fact that we interrupt this podcast episode to hear Colin's domestic life. And remember, if you sign up to our Patreon, you can hear the secret life of Colin Hilding on our bonus episode. Um, Jamie, don't you walk away from me. <laughs> you don't just walk away from me, Jamie. <laughs> Get your hands off me, Casper. Um, yeah, uh, the press conference is funny. Did uh, One thing, actually, I remember, I forgot you. You forgot to mention something last week that I think you brought up the week before. This missing $200 million of Serbian money that Palmer's just Oh, pocketed. yeah.
1: Well, I, I, I think I i briefly mentioned it the week before saying, hey, everybody remember this because this money is going to come up next week. But, yeah, David basically, we spent that money. Yeah. <laughs> where do you think our vacation home <laughs> came from?
0: That's <laughs> all they can afford. There's literally a scene in this episode. I've, I've written it down on my notes. The plant made of American flags. So that's where the $200 million went. I mean, we thought Donald Trump <laughs> had enough American flags. I mean, this is where it started. This is, you know, it's Palmer. Palmer had all the American flags. Um, yeah, the 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 physical, the physical physicality, like just that, just the acting from Dennis that. even that little line when he like, storms in and just that subtle way he goes, It was you! Like the way he's just so, like, yelling at her and that, and why do you keep the fire in me? And then just, like, smashes the glass and just, just Mike stepping. Good on you, Mike. Like, Jesus Christ, we don't want to make Palmer a wife beater. He nearly cheated on her. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, doesn't age well 20 years later. But uh, I love the way he mm-hmm. smashes the vase and then just Sherry's look on her face, everything. I do love the yeah the scene when kind of like Sherry's like, I don't need to make an appointment with my own husband and all this kind of stuff and that. But, oh, like you, Colin Hilding, for shame on you. For shame. Take a hard look at yourself. Take a step back. You've so undersold this scene. This is the scene that I have said all season that I will fight tooth and nail for to Wait make the top second. five.
1: I said it's all about this scene and I <laughs> undersold it. <laughs>
0: Yes, you did. Um, I mean, according to our good friends over at the 24 Official Magazine with their great knowledge, uh, this is the eighth best moment after five seasons, which I, I, you know, standard, um, just, you know, I'll put that there. Um, but, oh, like this, this, when I did my top 24 moments all those years ago, like I 100% had to have this scene in there. I just love it to bits. Like, you know, yeah, we have to have our big Jack explosive moments. This is what we're watching it for. We're watching for Jack, but, like, I'm going to say this right now. This might be Palmer's greatest moment in the entire show. Uh, I know the end of next season is a pretty prominent moment, but like just this scene, it's like, this is one of those subtle dialogue scenes. It doesn't need to be action. It doesn't need to be people getting shot. Like, it's just, it's brilliant. Like the, just these two, like there's no other outcome that these two could have. There's no way you could believe that Sherry's going to be a wife, his wife still when he's the president. Like, and it's a brave move because, as you're right, like we, we don't live in a world like we just literally saw a couple of years before where you know a president was getting blowies in the in the White House and he's still <laughs> married to her like twenty odd years later. The worst thing Sherry did was slightly try and get him to get a blowie and he said no. And like, yeah. she she's getting kicked to the curb. So like it's a brave move for it, but like I agree with it. Like we'll talk about the ending of this episode. It's a very brave move, but we all agree with it. It was a perfect ending. Um, mm-hmm. and this just this just makes something unique about Palmer. I feel Palmer gets more humanized when he's single. Um, and obviously he's got a great girlfriend in season three, a great Canadian, Colin. So yeah. uh, we'll get, oh, yeah. we'll get to her, Mrs. Santa Claus, sort of. Um, mm-hmm. But oh, just this scene, just the way it starts and the kind of the way they're just so subtle and just, just even the way Palmer does it, the way he's just so like, you know, I, you know, it's over Sherry. And then just the way he walks away without even looking back and just that stop he has at the door the way she's, like, grabbed. It's like, get your hands off me. And then just the way he freezes. And then the music, like... I talked about last episode about how the lack of music when he fires Patty was good. Like just The music here is brilliant. And just the the way Sherry turns and you hear that. And, like, this is literally, like, nine minutes to go of this episode. And, like... You could end the season on this as a cliffhanger and I would be satisfied. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. oh, like, I just, I'm getting a wreck right now thinking about it. Seriously, I'm watching it right now on mute. I just, I just, this has always been one of the, my most favourite scenes in all of 24. And we're talking an episode right now where you just can't, like, I, I still am going to say there's going to be four moments in this episode that will probably be in our top five. Um, But just, oh, this is, I, 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 I will fight tooth and nail next week if this doesn't make our top five because I love it so much.
1: Yeah, as far as a single individual scene goes, this is the best part of this episode. And again, this is a perfect episode. Uh, So many other great moments that we're going to have on here are going to be, oh, that one big shocker that was like 60 seconds and stuff like that. Whereas this is like, it might be the longest episode in the entire scene. Uh, uh, Well, this episode as well longest episode in the entire scene that was backwards longest <laughs> scene in the entire episode but it might actually be one of the longest scenes in the entire series as well yeah uh i mean that could just be because it feels like it's going on forever i mean no no it's amazing uh, and really you have no idea where they're going with this in season two you know i think everybody at this point was suspecting Obviously, David's going to get elected and he's going to be president the next season. But, I mean, w- was anybody expecting Sherry to come back? I don't know. I mean, how they bring her back is, you know, uh, once we get there, I'm curious whether I'm going to hold it in high regard because I think I originally was like, oh, that's quite clever. Or if this is going to be one of these things with like, eh, it's... almost like Lewinsky uh, or Patty Lewinsky there where I'm like, <laughs> oh, I don't really know about that I, now. I, yeah,
0: I see what you're saying, but like, I always – get more excited, and and I think it's got more weight when Sherry returns over Nina, uh, and that's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, spoilering moving forward, but, like, Nina's return in the third season is a bit like, oh, okay, Nina again, whereas, like, every time Sherry returns, you're like, okay, Sherry's back, shit's getting real. <laughs> um, yeah. So... And I don't know, again, if that's just because I love Sherry to bits or it's just I feel she just brings more value to it. Because I think, like, yeah, as Palmer becomes sort of more human, like, he's still kind of got this bit of a, you know, a past and a history. And, of course, she's going to be involved somewhere. And, you know, so, yeah. But one thing else I just wanted to add about this scene, just, like, again, the beginning of it, like, I love how kind of, like, Sherry's walking into the ballroom. She kind of stops and just, like, adjusts herself. And you got Palmer, like, kicking the streamers. Like, just just how it's all done. Like, it's just shot beautifully. Like, just this Mm -hmm. darkened room and... They don't party very hard the Democratic party do they? They just they're only there for an hour.
1: <laughs> yeah, cuz we mentioned last week Sherry was getting ready for bed at 10:30 at night. I mean, the party was over yeah. and she was getting ready for bed an hour
0: ago. That's actually a good point like to think that when she rushed up to see David, she managed to put on a dress and a makeup and everything once pretty quickly. Like she, she, she's getting <laughs> yeah. tips from Patty. Like the the women of the the Palmer campaign are very quick at getting ready. Jesus. Why can't these women exist in real life?
1: Yeah, I mean, Sherry didn't change her hair though, so that's oh, she did even quicker than Patty. I just, I just want
0: all this to be Sherry in the pajamas.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, just walk well, how about away every from season Davis? Sherry in her pajamas? Oh. <laughs> when yes. Sherry's coming into the war rooms in season two, yes. in her pajamas.
0: <laughs> oh, just, just Sherry. Just I want the spin-off just called Sherry. That's all it is. De- de- Sherry. My name is Sherry. It will be
1: longer lived than Joey. <laughs> well, I mean that's not hard. <laughs> Yours networks lasted uh, longer so, than networks <laughs> so so the first half of the jack stuff um maybe the first third i don't know there's so much to get to here uh, kim's on the run as uh, the last episode ended she ends up stopping this random truck driver which uh, you know i don't know even now knowing how this ends when i see kim flagging down a car i'm like Yeah, she's going to be in custody again in about 30 seconds. Like, you're just (laughs) expecting it. Uh, But the next time we really see it is, you know, she's in the back of the cop car or whatever, and Tony's getting a random call. Now, uh, I know that Kim knows Tony's name, but... This is a direct call that he keeps getting. It's not like, "Hello, this is uh, this is uh, Switchboard Command here, Tony. I've got a uh, Kim Bauer for you." <laughs> Every time he picks up the phone, it's like, "Hi, it's Kim here," or in this case, "Hi, um, I, your number was passed on to me by a Kim Bauer." Like, is he reception? Yeah. for CTU.
0: <laughs> he's a field agent, isn't he? Uh, I mean, Nina's not, so I mean, he's more <laughs> of a field agent.
1: Why isn't it Nina answering re- the phone? <laughs> And it's not like, you know, oh, I, let me just look up. Okay, who's got the yellow pages? Well, CTU. Okay, uh, for Tony Almeida, press four. It's, it's a direct number that they keep calling. Almeida here. Why does okay. people, like, do you, did, you, does even know this? did you ever know
0: your parents' work number off by heart? Like, I think at one point I knew my dad's mobile number off by heart, but that was, like, back when my dad had a mobile and no one else had a mobile. So, like, you know, you knew it. But, like... I don't think, not that my dad really ever had an office job, but like when he did, I never knew his office number off by heart. I,
1: I remember my mom had a beeper for a while and I knew the beeper number, uh, but I mean, I, you don't disturb your, your parents at work, do you? You, well, you beep them, you don't disturb them. I mean. But Kim knows this by heart. Doesn't, why doesn't she have call like Jack's line? You know, uh, Jack's phone's ringing again. Like that's the number she would have memorized. And then she doesn't know Tony. Why does she? how does she even know tony's number
0: yeah well i mean everyone knows tony's number i mean he's you know when he's in charge out of here it's the flavor saver right like i i i don't yeah <laughs> I, I i just i love the fact that like this coast guard just like you know passes a photo off to it and, is it a coast guard or is it the no it's a, like a um yeah a beat cop um
1: like is he not heard like gunshots going yeah. around like
0: like the mace uh, the drazens were shooting at her
1: weren't they yeah, well, yeah. This is all very close. She is still within walking distance. In the last episode, she was still hiding, and now we're in like the opening scene. And this is where they flagged her down. I mean, they didn't drive her fifteen minutes away, mm-hmm. so they should be hearing gunfire. They should be. They should be getting away quick. Kim should be telling them, "Listen, every time this happens, they grab me again." So can we just go somewhere <laughs> private? <laughs> just, just show me your
0: badge. Oh no, you're
1: one of them. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, Obviously, this is going to become the big leaked thing here in CTU, which is going to set off uh, you know, Nina blowing her cover, uh, is Kim's in custody, Tony tells Nina, uh, Nina tells Victor, Victor says, don't tell Jack, but tell Jack this. And what Nina's going to do is tell Jack, a very heartbreaking scene that's going to be coming up here. Uh, you know, sorry, Jack. Uh, she even says to Victor, I love the way that they play this double agent thing. This is one of the things I wish that we had gotten at least one more episode of Nina as the double agent for. Mm. Uh, as I mentioned last week as well and the week before that, is it, It's so tense even now watching where she's like, listen, if I tell Jack this and he finds out I'm lying, I'm blown. And he's like, it's our only shot. And it, it, the whole idea here is if we say Kim is dead, Jack will come for you. And he's like, I am. Banking on it, <laughs> Yelena. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why are they speaking English all of a sudden? Though? Is that just again because Dennis Hopper couldn't be bothered <laughs> learning Serbian? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I love how Sarah Hold Clark on and uh, Thingo last week, you know, uh, put so much effort into the
1: Serbian, yet you know Dennis Hopper can't do it. <laughs> I mean, he's again. We talked about this. He's been around Lou Diamond Phillips for so long, he forgot his native tongue. We'll have an excuse for anything Dennis Hopper in this episode.
0: Yeah, rest in peace, Dennis. Uh, but.
1: Yeah, no, this is all, you know, we, we want Jack, we'll let him come to us. So she does tell Jack, we get another one of, it's very hard to watch people cry. I know I've talked about this uh, before. I've I've read articles and seen documentaries on the art of crying in film. Uh, that there's basically a fine line you have to tell where it's like, if they cry too long... The audience resents them for it you know if if they cry too little the audience resents them for it sometimes if you just see somebody start to cry you cut away immediately like there there is a science behind how much you should see and it is a double standard but apparently people don't like to see men cry as much it's not even men like women uh, they, they f- did studies where it's like women feel that male characters are weakened when they see them cry, which isn't right. Cause mm. I think it could be pulled off beautifully. Like here we're seeing Jack sobbing and I feel like this works better than almost any crying I've ever seen. Certainly way better than, you know, the, the hundred times Natalie Portman's done in her career. Hey. This may be some of the best career crying I've ever seen. Uh, and I, I feel like, how did he not win the Emmy? Because again, we talked about last week that the golden globes, they gave it to him halfway through the season. Here we have the entire season complete, the best moments of Keith or Sutherland's career maybe in these last couple episodes, and he didn't win the Emmy. Uh, but it, just the way everything's played here is completely heartbreaking. We'll kind of break before we get to the big action that's going to come.
0: Um, I like when Jack arrives and it's kind of like, uh, you know, he's just toying with Victor and basically like, you yeah, know, put Kim on the phone. And it's like, no, no, she's busy. Put her on the phone. Yeah. It's like she's getting a coffee with Marco. It's all good. Yeah, uh, but like just just the back and forth between the sort of like danger Jack, like walking around and doing that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, the I it's I kind of with you. Like as much as. Well, I'm with you, but I'm not with you because I, I do kind of like just the, the big reveal that, you know, she's a mole and you've kind of got one episode, but yeah, it kind of would have been interesting, I guess to have a couple of episodes with it, but I still like the sneaking around and watching this episode, knowing she's evil. Like, you know, I know I mentioned last week about how if you rewatch this and you know, she's evil, it's different, but yeah, it's still kind of like uh, uh, this week. It's obviously different because the audience clearly knows she's evil, but I love it when she's just like sneaking out and kind of uh, doing that and, uh, you know, talking that. And yeah, like I'm with you too. It's like, it's just this plan. Like, yeah, if, if, you don't kill him like, you know, my cover's gone completely and it's like we've got no other option. Like it is a smart play by the Drazens. Because um, mm-hmm. the way they're like, oh, no Jack, he would come after us. Um before I get to this scene, uh he lost the Emmy that year to Michael Chiklis for the SHIELD. Uh-huh. Um so he was nominated every single year. Um he lost yeah, to lost to Michael Chickless. The next year he lost to James Gandolfini. Then he lost to uh, for The Sopranos, if people didn't know that. Uh, there's James Spader for The Practice. Then for James Spader for Boston Legal. Then he won it uh, for Season 5 in 2006. Then he lost it again to James Spader for Boston Legal. <laughs> uh, then he wasn't nominated. I think that was the year that they were off the air. Uh, but that's when all of a sudden Brian Cranston kept winning it for Breaking Bad. And I uh. don't think that he he didn't get nominated again after 2007. So, uh, yeah, a bit of a disappointment. It's...
1: I mean, I love Kiefer, uh, but I mean, the, the the lineup that you just read there, it, it, it's it's understandable that those guys won. So I I, I think it would have been great, and Michael Chiklis, uh, you know, that would be the one question one I want to think just because, and and this would be completely different if I watched the show in two thousand one, two thousand two, I guess, but yeah, you know, I, I started watching the Shields. Probably only within the last five years, and it's a good show, but it's like it's a it's a dated show. It, it it's not quite as you know timeless, I think, as Twenty Four. Uh, James Spader is another weird one because I mean, I'll one hundred percent get behind him in The Practice, uh, and and I love Boston Legal. It's actually one of the shows that I'm rewatching right now, but Boston Legal to me is a comedy. <laughs> the Practice drama. Boston legal comedy, same role, different shows. Uh, you know, I think we could have moved James Fader to comedy and given given Jack a couple of wins in there. But I mean, he did win at least one, so that's something.
0: Just looking at, the, I mean, the year he won, he was up against Peter Krause uh, for six feet under, great guy. He was up against Ooh. Dennis Leary, great show too for Rescue Me. Um, the esteemed Christopher Maloney. Uh, oh, I know who he is. He, um, yep, okay. Uh, Law and Order SVU. SVU. Dun dun. <laughs> I know him more from when he went into True Blood. But yeah, I know who he is. And Martin Sheen for The West Wing. So uh, there you go. Mm. Um, it's hard for me to talk about this scene without the action because this right now is a. Oh, top- let's
1: cover the action too, then.
0: Well, I, 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 this is a top five scene. Like, I mean, when Nina tells him, from the moment he tells she tells him to his breakdown, like it's just. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd be interested to see that kind of study into the crying because, like, you know, that's that's a unique thing to hear. But, like, God, like, Kiefer, I mean, I mentioned briefly last week his little teary he had last week on the phone with Terry was great. Um, but mm-hmm. just this whole moment, yeah, you're right, like this breakdown that he has, he just full-on just loses it. And then just, like, the way he kind of composes himself quickly and he just got fucking angry, Jack. Like, to me, this whole sequence of this being a top five moment because it's, it's basically a continuous scene when Jack answers the phone mm-hmm. And then he just fucking just plows down like just this is this is the best action scene we've had so far. Like just this is who Jack Bauer is. This if you didn't know who he is shoving towels down people's throats and this that and everything. else This is like he's fucking jewel wielding pistols. He's fucking jumping from boat to boat. He's like slamming a car down, you know, with wires and that jumping in, killing everybody. I mean, he literally takes down about like 15 people here. Um, because mm-hmm. I mean, you got to get Mason soon in CTU basically saying, like, you know, like, oh, the, the, he took him down before the tag teams arrive, you know, and then what does he say? Yeah. Like, I don't know whether to, um, demand your resignation or thank you or whatever, but like, just, I mean, yeah, I'm with you. Like, like, everything from Kiva here to go full on breakdown to just, you know, absolute kick ass. And then just this moment, like, when he, he shoots, um, Andre, Andre's dead, Um, sad. Mm -hmm. But then just this moment when he kind of, like, stands up against uh, Victor and they kind of – you think, okay, he's not going to shoot him. Shoots him, falls in the water and basically unloads an entire clip on him to make sure he's dead this time around. And then I also love seedy guys in the background on the boat who just drive away. But just then the scene when he drops to his knees and he just, like, oh, like – Everything about this whole sequence is just incredible. He's Mm -hmm. he's your number two best of moment for the season in this episode. Um, Just, ah, and it's a great shot too, and it's sort of the visual of him. It's almost like a shadow where you see Victor's body floating in the water and then, yeah, just just incredible. Like, holy crap, best action scene of the entire series. Season, I
1: should say. Yeah, and I... I Closed it here uh, because I was having computer problems. (laughs) We went over off the air, but Stephen Hopkins, he directed the finale. He did. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, again, we, we mentioned, you know, before Stephen Hopkins bringing in a cinematic director to be able to do stuff like this, because I would feel like even today with bigger budgets, you know, television has become some 24 is one of the reasons television has become as big as it is now, you know, where you could have these big budgets. Uh, But even now, I feel like this sequence ends with Jack maybe setting off an explosion outside, You know, doing a Jack Reacher style, and then just shooting everybody one by one, beating them up hand-to-hand combat. I, I don't know if I even now expect to see an action sequence start with I'm going to drive a van... Through the back part of your warehouse, you're mm. crashing through everything—it's just that to me was the best surprise of this. You know, obviously you're going to get the emotional drama of you know shooting Drazen over and over and over again, but just the the shock of watching a television show. And, and this has been one of the most fun things about season one is kind of reminiscing about how different TV was in two thousand one, two thousand two. You wouldn't see a van drive into you know the back of this this uh, warehouse or this this. Shop whatever it is in this this dock somewhere. I mean, it's, it was just a crazy stunt that they're not doing editing tricks. They're not like we're gonna see a shot of a van driving and then watch you know a, a cardboard wall explode. I mean, this looks like it was done for real. It's just fantastic.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, and also the the great thing about this too is that if you actually look at the timestamp, this whole sequence is over, and it's not even halfway through the episode. This is something you think should be, you know save to the end. Yeah, like, you obviously realize we've got some stuff that's gonna have to cut, go down, but like. It's just, I mean, this is how good this episode is. Is that you've literally got this amazing sequence and scene that is, you know, what right off the back of Palmer nearly bash and Sherry, and then kind of you know you've got this explosive sequence going, and we're literally only at the 18 minute mark of this episode when he's on his knees staring at um, Victor. So it's, mm-hmm. I mean, you've still got like 26 minutes to go in an episode, and you're like, holy crap, what's still to come if this is this is what we're getting so far?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. That, that, I think, was the other thing that, you know, typically television shows, and even most now, will end. And your big scene is sort of like in the last commercial break. We got, like, two more commercial breaks to go before we even get to the end of the show. So you do wonder where else – you obviously, we know there's still Nina out there, but that's something that the audience isn't going to be expecting. You're, it, you would never have a cliffhanger like we're going to get later on. So just to have the big action sequence halfway through the episode was, you know, completely insane. Uh, so after this, uh, you know, obviously Jack thinks that Kim is dead. Uh, so that's why he went crazy. I, I do love him firing bullet after bullet after bullet. Does he, I, I really, really want to read this, you know, subcommittee book now yeah. to see whether anybody questions like, did you go too far? Should you have tried to take him alive? And he has to explain, I thought he killed my daughter, yeah. uh, which if he were to admit that he's probably also, listen, you acted out of line, you know, disciplinary action, at least anger management classes is something, Uh, but um, after this now we basically get Nina's escape so now Nina's got to get out of there Uh, Jack obviously knows that Nina's the mole when he calls the police officers up and says listen I want to claim my daughter's body (laughs) can you tell me Coast Guard where is she I'm sorry I don't know we don't have Now Jack's very quick to just be like Nina (laughs) could they not have made a mistake it's the middle of the night it's dark we don't know how long she was in the water what if he just let's just say you know uh, alternate universe here they just misspoke it, it's happened many times this season oh sorry we actually we do have a dead blonde girl here yeah. <laughs> her id does say kim bauer and meanwhile he's out there you know hunting down you know, i didn't do anything wrong <laughs> uh be great to imagine that but obviously he's on to nina now he um calls mason up he's like it was nina all along he's like that's great jack why don't you bring me some proof which is typical mason which is why i love mason fine i'll get you your proof he calls up what's what's this guy's name mr um uh security footage dude oh
0: i um yeah i've written that down somewhere i like this guy random random guy um
1: (laughs) because he doesn't know anything about his own job like he's like, I, I need security footage of when you know uh, this date, you know when or this date. It was all the same date, this hour when Jamie was in there. It's like, oh, uh, no, that file's Wilson. been deleted. Sorry, archives. Wilson, Wilson. speaking. Okay, Wilson. 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 <laughs> But, but he's like, uh, no, sorry, that file's been deleted. Okay, let me tell you how to do your job again, Wilson. We've gone through this before. <laughs> he gives them the password. This guy, all right, I've got a video here. Please upload it to my <laughs> car. Yeah. Now, this is the technology I mentioned last week that's so absurd. If I take a 10-second video and I want to upload it to Instagram or Facebook, you get that thing saying, please wait while we upload your video. Yeah. And it's like two minutes later – this is 20 years ago, and he uploaded it to his car yep. in seconds?
0: Would we have that in the beginning of the season, didn't we, with something where, like, Jamie's all like, oh, we can upload it to your thing. Like, do you have your phone on you or something like that? Because the schematics yeah. or something wasn't it for when Walsh got killed, I think. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, like, that, that's because, like, I was complaining like, last week when the tracker got deleted. Why aren't they on the satellites? So, yeah, but they can just upload something to his screen in his car. Like, I don't, you know, mm-hmm. do cars <laughs> even have screens anymore outside of, like, the navigation or whatever it is? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, the the other thing, we mentioned this way earlier in the season when we saw this scene originally, the Jamie uh, interrogation, it's very clearly stated there are no cameras in this room, Uh, but the cameras were there, and not only were they there, but as we see in the footage now, flashback, Nina was there, she gives this sinister look to the camera, which to me is a little bit cheesy, where she's dun 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 I love that look in the camera, freaks me out. Oh, no, it's it's too much for me, Uh, but... Big question of this is, well, were there actually cameras there? I, I, I read somewhere that this was retcon later, and they said, oh, well, the, the cameras were just, Tony had just disabled the cameras, or he put them on a loop or something like that. But they said to JB there's no cameras in this room. There was a camera Nina looked right up at. Jamie should have just sort of looked up and was like, what's that? <laughs> like, it's a camera, because it was there the whole time. It's a big questionable moment, but uh, I know we did ask uh, Karina uh, about this when she was on the show and even she was like, you know what? You're right. I did have to come back for that scene. Like she didn't remember much about it really because they could have done this with a double. It's not like we see her do much, but it's just insane that they had to bring an actor back like six months later in order to get this one shot of Nina killing. Obviously they didn't have a plan at this point in, you know, there's lots of trivia out there about who the mole was. It wasn't even always supposed to be Nina. At different points, they had it as different people. So they had no clue who this was going to be. Uh, but, you know, I think had they even had this planned, we, we you know, had a great interview. Uh, you listened to it earlier in this season, even though it's about a future season, with James Morrison. And he was the first actor to kind of clue us into, you know, what they have, the lengths they have to go to, to keep people where, uh, in season seven, what they had to do to make sure that none of these actors moved on because the majority of actors on 24 are not permanent cast members. Mm. And these actors will just move on to something else. So how do you lock an actor up and guarantee you're going to have them back for something like this? And Karina could have been off doing dangerous minds too, or something like that, <laughs> but they had, they would never have taken this gamble and had to bring her back. So if they had even known, I think, that they were going to have a mole, they probably would have said, all right, we are going to film some scenes with you, Karina, and we're going to have everybody who's on set come in, and it's going to be that, that classic, you know, who shot Mr. Burns alternate scenes where you see everybody pulling the trigger, including Santa's little helper, <laughs> <laughs> and you you just have Kyle in there, you know, with the knife slitting a throat, and they just get all the footage they never have to bring her back. But, uh and ne- Nina obviously was the one who did it. And Mason's reaction to this is the best because because Josh just looks so Nina <laughs> shaking his fist. <laughs> but if you pay attention, Mason and I, I could not have I could not have dreamed for a better Mason reaction than he actually goes, Ugh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, it's not even like oh dear God. It's like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's just grossed out. It's not. Nina was the mole. Like that's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is yeah, because he's kind of like it's pretty confronting. Whatever. Because I, I read on the um the trivia of this, this was the first episode of Twenty Four to ever get a viewer discretion is advised. So I wonder if that's to do with the yeah. suicide scene. But um, yeah, like he, actually it, it's I'd never noticed it before, but Karina's name's on the opening credits when it says like guest starring. Yeah. So they kind of like give it away a little bit. But it's I love how like you know when Jack rings up and it's like it's Nina and like da da and Mason's like oh, we need a little thing called evidence. I'll get you your evidence. Like, how does he automatically know that Nina would have killed Jamie? Like, that's my yeah, biggest exactly. question. That's the thing where he should be like, think, Jack, think. Um, like <laughs> when he when he was on the phone that time to what's his face when he disappeared. Like, I feel like he'd be like, think, damn
1: it, think. Um, what's another name for mystery? Enigma, <laughs> Mister Enigma. That we need one of those moments.
0: But um, yeah, so I don't know. Like, it's like that's the only bit I question it, and it's also like. I don't think we ever find out the hierarchy of, of Jamie and, and Nina because, like, we're going to get Nina shortly saying, like, you think I work for Drazen? I don't. And obviously she doesn't work for Drazen. But, um, yeah, I wonder, like, was, was Jamie under Nina? Like, is that what it's meant to be? Or, like, uh you know, did, did Nina know that Jamie was dirty and they were working together? But, like, like again, like I know there's probably never a plot written about this because it sort of was written as they went along. But it would be interesting if there was some sort of retcon somewhere where, like, this was explained.
1: Hmm. Yeah, because I, I I wish that you know I would have noticed it more earlier on. But I I, I vaguely remember a moment where they basically say like the moles don't know who the, each other are, or as if there was maybe, maybe there was a scene where Jamie said, "Oh, you know, there is another <laughs> mole, <laughs> but they don't know who they are." Because I, I feel like if she did know there probably would have been a moment during the interrogation with with Tony when Tony was going all bad cop uh, where it's like, "Uh, can I speak to you alone, Tony? And Nina's like, no, 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 This is, it's my boyfriend. You can't do that.
0: (laughs) That's my soul patch. Hands off. I was going
1: to say my flavor
0: saver. Bugger off, woman.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Obviously, the big drama is uh, gonna come here. Nina is making her getaway because now she knows. Okay, Jack's coming for me, and she does make the call, as you said. And, uh, do we ever find out who the the woman is on the line here? No. I know we will find out who is Nina's boss, because she even says later on, like oh, when we get to the scene with Jack, you know, don't kill me. You don't know who I wasn't working for, Drazen. Uh, but who this woman is, I don't think we ever reveal. I don't think we do. Again, I could be wrong, but it's Rebecca.
0: So- There she is. She's German. (laughs) I I like random woman on phone. You have been discovered. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: But during Nina's escape, uh, you know, she's erasing all these files. What is she erasing off the computers? Because I didn't really understand that. Porn. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, they know who she is at this point. So I feel like, you know what? Get out of there. Uh, She knows Jack's coming for her. She knows my cover's blown. I need to be extracted and she decides to go into their server room to is she trying to delete the file footage of her killing jamie like if she's blown anyways why is she taking this you know uh little detour here is, and costing herself more time is she deleting stuff
0: or is she maybe just like oh crap i need to get some files that will come in handy for my evil plan or something like oh that. maybe like, yeah maybe she's just backing stuff up to yeah. the cloud or something <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I thought she was covering her tracks or something. But yeah, maybe that is the case. I mean, she's uploading it to her, her car right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all, all of her pornography. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was looking at pornography.
1: <laughs> uh, now, Nina does kill a poor janitor here. Aw, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's always the janitors. It's Janet and I just Janita. wanted to yeah. to the garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> always the innocents. Uh, now, Terry is not... Uh, um, Believing Mason, Mason. Terry, I got some good... Terry's just been on Mason's case all day. Storms into his office. Get her off my back. Uh, but when when she basically doesn't believe what Mason says, she's like, I'm going to go confirm this with Nina. And here's the one bad moment that uh, I mentioned. First of all, it is a little bit weird, as we keep saying. She just can wander around CTU. You have to have card access to get into these rooms, especially these secret server rooms. Like I mentioned, you know, in my work, there are people who have to work in certain rooms... Who don't have access, so I have to swipe them in. And I find it hard to believe that Terry can just open this door and go in there when Nina's in. Uh, but apparently, she has full access uh terry you know we want you to feel comfortable here so you know go make yourself a coffee you can have some taquitos in the lunchroom <laughs> you know uh rest in my recliner you can c- come up to mason's office you know he- he's always welcome for visitors and uh oh here's this card that will get into every room here just don't look at the uh security camera footage otherwise do whatever you want i mean if this is the case <laughs> she was given this access by who nina then what's going to happen is, you know, Terry's fault from the beginning then. Because if she had never said, you know, I want full access to everything, then what's going to happen next uh, would never have happened. Uh, But the second part is, (laughs) I I think we all have such fond memories of, not fond, (laughs) let's phrase it wrong. We have such fond memories of Terry Bauer's death. Spoiler, (laughs) Terry Bauer is going to die here. What? Um, (laughs) Oh, it was a beautiful moment, you know, oh really tugs at the heartstrings. It was like watching This Is Us, you know, <laughs> just feel good, uh, heartbreaking television. But th- this th- this scene, I don't know. I I feel like this is going to – it's not going to taint what a great shocker it is, but it definitely taints how Terry goes down to me, where she goes in there, Nina, I'm, I'm just worried. I don't feel like, you know, somebody's being awesome. Don't worry. Jack's coming back. Kim's coming back. Everything's fine. Please leave me to delete my pornography. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and then and then she just continues to press. It's like, oh, okay. Well, thank you. You've been such a good friend. All right, thank thank you, Terry. Uh, you can go now. It's like now, now, Nina. This moment here is like, I know you still have feelings for Jack. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, no. It's just it's so soap opery, and also it just makes Terry look really dumb. I mean, let's just say pregnancy mood swings or something like that. Uh, but. It's just, who's going to bring this up? Nobody's going to talk like this at this moment. It's like, I know you still have feelings. For She's given you no indication of that. She's moved on to... To a man with a flavor saver, okay? I mean, I, Jack doesn't have that. She should
0: walk of in on her finger banging herself over Jack porn.
1: Like, that's so when I know you still yeah, have exactly. feelings for my husband. <laughs> exactly. So I, I'm just deleting our sex videos. Like, listen, I know you still have But Nina, of course, I, I, I don't feel anything for Jack, okay? Please leave me alone. It's, oh, it's so good to hear It's just this delay after delay after delay. So when Terry does eventually see the body and then we get this, it is great the way that uh, Leslie Hope plays this, though. And again, there is no knock against Leslie Hope as an actress. If anything, I have more respect for her as an actress after rewatching this whole season than I have did before. To see the garbage that she had to deal with for <laughs> half this season and how she made the, the best out of it, you know. But just this—oh, you still have feelings for him, you know? It's just so terrible. But then you get the one nice moment where she sees this body, and just, you know, I'm gonna go now, Nina. <laughs> I see you're really busy. I I'm think gonna go. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, obviously, Nina is uh, going to kidnap her, tie her to a chair, duct tape her mouth shut. Uh, now, this is the part that that always got me. I, I feel like you can have a big shock, uh, but to have the shock happen off camera, wh- which is what we're going to get here. I mean, we basically last see Terry and she's alive. You're expecting something good to come out of this. If we had had a moment where Nina's like, no, I need to take care of you. You're clued in. But just like there've been so many moments throughout the season where we believe that somebody else is the mole and that they just, they don't give the audience time to process it. It's like they knew uh, whoever was calling the shots on this, if it was, you know, a Stephen Hopkins call, if this was in the script from the beginning. uh, But them sort of understanding the way that I talked about Survivor last week, the, the, that audiences are smart enough to be able to read and edit. The way that they leave this, like, I even still was caught off guard. I was expecting, because it's been years since I've rewatched this, I was expecting at least some moment that clued you in of what's going to happen later with Terry. Uh, but they just leave it, and you, you I, I even now I'm like, oh, there's going to be another moment later on. It just doesn't happen because, you know, Jack gets back here. Uh, there's a chase that... that For me, you know, as much as there are great action moments, yes, the action sequence, the shootout with the Drazens was definitely the best moment. But I don't know if there's been a more epic moment in this season than Jack and Nina driving towards each other, firing through their windshields at each other, playing chicken. Like, that's just, oh, that's an incredible moment. And again, like, a cinematic moment you don't expect to see in TV. he does apprehend Nina. And the big thing is, is he's going to pull the trigger. Is he going to pull the trigger? And eventually Mason, um, uh, you know, is able to talk him down. Uh, he's like, Ugh! <laughs> don't pull the trigger. <laughs> uh, but Nina also says, you know, don't kill me. I don't work for Drazen. That's going to you know, come up again at some point in the future. Uh, he doesn't, he gets reunited with Kim. Nice moment here. Uh, uh you know, everything's fine. Everything's right in the world. Uh, but, wait a second, you know, there's something going on here. Jack's running around the scene. Where's Terry? Lock this place down. Look for, look for, Have you look for the a body. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm the, since that became a thing about, uh, Keeper yelling just becomes completely unintelligible. It just reminds me of a, an episode of Simpsons where Homer's really worked up. He's like, Homer, you need to slow down and sound out your words. Yeah. <laughs> but, Jack's going to come across uh, the room where he sees Terry tied to the chair. He sees, you know, he doesn't see the bullets, but he sees the bullet wounds in her chest. This is probably still the most shocking moment I've ever experienced in television. And so much of that now that I can analyze this has to do with how they left the last scene. They don't give you any clue. This is going to happen. You just have Jack walking in and she's dead Uh, And, you know, we'll talk about the alternate scene in a minute. I think the alternate scene has something to do with even how this was presented and presented for the better. But talk about moments where you're always remembering your jaw is literally on the floor. You know, Terry's dead. You have – finally it's it's clicking why they had her pregnant in this show. It wasn't just a a dumb plot line to keep her busy and to make you question the, the writer's sanity. This is maybe still to this day the most shocking moment I've ever experienced in television.
0: Um. Yeah, I, I was going to say I thought I was going to be one to bring it up that it's, I mean, uh, Terry it's kind of your own fault uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean <laughs> to, to me it's more why doesn't she believe Mason? Like what reason? Like why is she still yeah. so panicked? Like why does she need confirmation from Nina? Like okay, I get it, she didn't really trust Mason, but like literally everyone's around like for the first time, no one's searching for bloody flight plans and things like that, they're like you know they're they're celebrating the tune. There's a woman on the news going, "The man who saved the day is Jack Bauer." Like tomorrow will be National Jack Bauer Day. Like, I mean, like, why does she question this? That's my biggest thing about it. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, like yeah, the bit where she's kind of like, oh, you're still in love with my husband. Like it does not but again you gotta oh. have the you gotta have- I love the, that she has an accent there.
1: <laughs> you're still in love with my husband. You're tearing <laughs> us apart, Nina
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um But yeah, I do I do like I mean they need to create the tension, I guess, but I do love Terry uh, uh Leslie Hope's acting when she sees the blood and she's like, I see you're busy, Nina, or I'll just leave you alone. <laughs> and yeah. Just like, <laughs> And, like, I love the kind of the the German woman. I love this German woman. Like, (laughs) I just want to know who this woman... Who is she? (laughs) Um, But I love how she basically, like... You know, like, you have been exposed. And she, like, calls back, like, two minutes later. You are still not alone. <laughs> um, and, yeah. <laughs> I also love the fact that, like, she drops the line, like, twice. Like, you must not have anything tied to Germany. So she's, like, what does she do? Does she rush to her desk and, like, clear her Germany cubby ma- uh, mug or something like that? Like, she's got an iHeart Germany the- sticker on her desk. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, World Cup support day, she had a Germany flag that was still hanging exactly. there. Exactly.
0: She's got a squash sticker hanging around there. She drives a BMW who, um, Michael Schumacher posters hanging up there, Steffi Graf posters, Boris Becker. Um, just she walks around the office every day. Guten Tag, guten Tag. Um, shit, I have to kill everyone in the office. They all know I love Germany. Damn it. She was, she was in the middle of
1: watching she was in the middle of watching Downfall on Netflix. She needed to delete her profile. Run Lola Run. Um, I like that movie. Oh, great movie!
0: Yeah, look at me watching foreign movies, and you think I'm dumb? Uh,
1: (laughs) You can read, I can. Well, you don't have to read. it. It's a lot of running.
0: (laughs) I mean, she's literally called Run Lola Run. I was expecting it. Um, um, yeah, I'm with you. Like the fact that it happens off screen, like it's just, it's wow. Um, it's so crazy. I just want to quickly backtrack before we get to this section because should mention that uh, we when Jack killed Ira back in what was that like episode thirteen? I think we said yeah. that he doesn't kill anyone to the finale. So he kills three people in this episode. Marco, not Marco! Yeah. Um, and Andre and Victor Drazen. So he's up to 10 kills for the first season. And this is the lowest kill count he will have. He has more kills in Redemption in a two-hour movie than he does in a 24-hour season. So <laughs> just just warning you. But, um, yeah, I, I, I initially always went into this thinking there are three moments in this episode, but I always forget this shootout between Jack and Nina I'm like no that's yeah. got to be in the top 5 as well like I mean I that's cuz like not only just a shootout but just this moment when he just like pins her in the car I trusted you and like it's just the layers of all this kind of stuff like uh, and like it's just it's heartbreaking knowing that if he had found Terry first then he probably would have popped a couple of bolts in her right now yeah. so that's what makes it Well even
1: we more- s- we saw what he did to Poor Marco, oh, Marco, when he thought it was just no. Kim. And that was, and that was Kim. That was the kid that last week, they were like, you know what? It's good that we're pregnant because if something goes bad with Kim, we got a replacement.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, but like, the I have a slight criticism here. It's like, I love it when they, they arrest Nina, but then you just see Tony looking. Like, this is a guy who's been jealous, jealous yeah. face all day because of Jack and everything. He's just standing there going, oh. Well, I'm not getting sex tonight.
1: (laughs) And, and again, I'm not saying, you know, that this episode isn't perfect, but had we had, you know, five extra minutes of screen time, obviously, you know, future seasons, I don't know if 24 did this, but a lot of TV shows, when it gets to their finale, they'll actually reduce the amount of commercial breaks so you can have an extended episode. Uh, And if we had had a moment of Tony being able to respond, because this is his shocker. This should be like what Jack gets with with Terry later on, or even what he had, what he thought Kim was dead. This should be Tony being like, I, I can't believe it. I was sleeping with the terrorist. Yeah. And she was good too. I, I don't, I don't know why, but I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> like something. Uh, we're going to get some, some, you know, I, I, I'm not going to say complete closure for this, but we'll, we'll we'll be able to revisit Tony and Nina a little bit in future seasons, but it feels like they needed something, you know, give us 10 seconds.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Cause it's just, it's just that loving, I mean, not like he's standing there in the background, just going, Oh, well, that's my day done. We've gone onto Tinder or I don't know. What did they have in 2001 VP or something like that. But, um, like yeah. yeah, I mean, he's still got that like shocked look on his face. So he's still something mm-hmm. in there, but, um, yeah, so the thing is, um... The alternate ending is actually there is a third alternate ending which apparently I don't think was ever I know like shown but apparently so the three old if, if no one's ever seen that the main one was on the DVD and it's on YouTube and it, it's terrible yeah. I'm so glad they didn't go with it um it's Terry's just being tied up she wakes up and her Jack and Kim all walk off happily ever after um the the second one which is I don't think ever been shown anywhere was basically Terry's alive but they rush her off to the hospital which again would have been a decent yeah. cliffhanger because you will she live will she die. But, I mean, look, I think we said this to, to Leslie when we had on the show, and, and, like, there's no other way they could have done this. Like, I just, like, yeah. I, I, how could you have Jack Bauer be Jack Bauer moving forward with a wife and kid at home? Like, I mean, it's just you need him to have this. Two kids. Tra- yeah, well, exactly. You need him to have this tragedy. You know, like, it's just, it it works. And, yeah, like, just. Kiva crying again. There he is. Um, he's a Natalie Portman of TV in 2002. <laughs> but um, just like this scene when he's just, and like even the way it ends, like I'm not one, like cheesy flashbacks can be silly. This is the only time in 24 you will ever get a flashback. I got teary watch this and I've seen this yeah. ending probably 10 times. Um, And it's just, even just the flashback, like that's why it's always hard for me when I watch the pilot, like, cause I just remember these scenes from this scene. Um and then you get the the clock and is this our this is our first silent clock, is it not from memory? Um yeah. which uh let's say it now is a bit of a twenty four uh it's an honor if you are a character who gets a silent clock. Um mm-hmm. when Tony doesn't get a silent clock in season five, that did not cause that, that war at a- all.
1: Well, <laughs> That's, that's a that's a clue, isn't yeah. it?
0: <laughs> but uh, interesting, actually, I read it on the trivia here. This is the only finale alongside the series finale in season eight, which was the finale at the time before they brought it back for another season, uh, is the only time it fades to black rather than just cuts to black. So there's a little thing. Mm-hmm. But, oh, my God, watching this. Holy crap. Like, this is a thing that sets the tone for a cliffhanger. When we get to season three, and again, I love the ending of season three now but I hated it so much at the time. Yeah, like, I'm with you. Like, so, like, next season we're going to get a similar, like, oh, my God, um, but not as big as this. But, yeah, it's up there probably in my top five most shocking television moments of all time. I, I personally still rank that House of Cards episode and that scene as my most shocking moment ever because I'd never seen the UK one. I had no clue that was happening. Mm. Oh, like, just to this day, absolutely gobsmacked me. Um, But... Yeah, like this one's up there as one of them. Just holy, I mean, and if you didn't guess, people, this is our number one moment of the season. Um, probably will be the number one moment of the entire series. Um, but yeah, like you don't you don't top this. This, I mean, this episode was already great enough without this, but holy crap, this just just puts the cherry on top.
1: Yeah, you know the the alternate scene. Um, I, I remember this being on the DVD. I remember that being a big exciting thing that. Because this was early days of DVD, and that was a big selling feature. Um, one of the first DVDs I ever owned, uh, I got it because – or I, I think somebody got it for me because I kept talking about the fact that uh, they do you know, d- deleted deleted scenes and alternate endings. And it was for the movie Ronin, if you've ever seen that, mm-hmm. with um, mm-hmm. Robert De Niro and Sean Bean and everybody. Uh, but Ronan's alternate ending was legitimately, hey, we had a second ending that we cut from this movie, and that was like, wow, this is an alternate ending. So I remember being really excited for this, and when I saw it, I'm like, really? Like, (laughs) were they considering this? Uh, Because now that I know, and I only read that last night about the third alternate ending, now that I know they did three alternate endings, I completely get it. This wasn't something where they're like, oh, we're not sure which one we're going to go with. This is what uh, is now done more commonly to avoid things leaking out uh because if you really have people who are invested in something if survivor had an opportunity to do this they would have done it with season one you know let's shoot an ending it's just where everybody wins a well, uh, little reality shows of do that
0: i know in australia like uh say like with the celebrity apprentice i think they do that and there's um like the bachelor i think does it like they legitimately film like the final two like of him choosing both you know what i mean like they they do mm-hmm. it and then they don't know what you know yeah to keep it from leaking
1: yeah, and that's, uh, that's smart. I mean, one of the best examples of this was um, Rocky Balboa, the, the sixth Rocky movie, the big you know comeback for Rocky, uh, which is um, an amazing movie. I mean, if, if you ever get a chance to watch a Rocky movie, it's bad. I mean, Rocky Balboa is really the sequel you want to see. But they shot three endings of that movie. They shot one, because they did, uh, in front of like a live crowd, what they did is they went to an actual boxing match instead of just saying we're going to pay extras like we are going to piggyback in between fights at a real you know uh heavyweight fight in las vegas and we're going to shoot the first two rounds in front of a crowd and then we're going to shoot the ending and what they did was they shot one ending where rocky wins the fight one ending where rocky loses the fight and one ending where rocky dies uh now the the crowd who was there saw three separate endings so basically they said we're covering all bases we're going to make sure that the ending of this movie doesn't leak out at any point because anybody who is actually there, even if you're not a crew member, even if you're just an extra, you know, you can't say which ending they picked knowing that they have that one where they take her to the hospital. I can completely see that's why this alternate ending existed where everybody, everybody's okay. Cause I mean, it is so bad. And had they put that in the show, I completely get what Leslie Hope was even saying in the interview where she's like, you know, yes, it was upsetting to uh, not be able to come back, but, When we shot the scene, when you see it, like, that's the only way it could have ended. Uh, But I just wish now, even knowing that these were only there to prevent spoilers from getting out, that the DVD had included the one where she was taken to the hospital. Mm. Because I would like to – I'd like to at least be able to have in my head What, what would this show have felt like if the alternate ending made sense and you can kind of speculate, Oh, this is a cliffhanger still. Cause it just doesn't make sense to have a happy ending in 24 ever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. Cause like, yeah, that, that's, the, the, uh, the one that you do see is pretty rubbish, but I mean, I think Leslie talked about in the interview, it says in the book about how she didn't know what one was airing until the night of it. Um, and I think some of the interviews in the book were sort of talking about, and I don't know if we really talked to Leslie about it, but yeah, they were talking about other sort of, you know, making this an anthology show. So like they were still, you know, there were still chances like that she was maybe thinking she could come back, like, you know, cause it would just be they play different characters each season or they would do like a prequel to day one or something like that. So, um, but I guess spoiler alert is that, cause I mean, 24 is not really a show where you can do flashbacks or things like that, but you never see her again. You know what I mean? I think she's mentioned in every season um, sort of moving forward, but um, yeah, like it's, it's crazy. And like, let's like also the moment of this, like, you know what a show like game of Thrones is known for like killing off regulars all the time and stuff like that. Like no main character is safe. Mm -hmm. Like, again, I never watched the Sopranos. I think Sopranos might've done it. I don't know. But like, I mean, 24 was one of the first to really do this. And like, I mean, yeah, I think the added shock is like, you've seen this woman go through shit today uh, she survived about 50 moments where she should have died. Um, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, when we talked about Nina being the mole, like, you know, you, you never suspected her again because we kind of went over that. Okay, well, she's not the mole. So she we, we cleared her name earlier on. So I think kind of that to me was the shocking part too. It's like, you know, oh, they wouldn't kill her off because, you know, she survived so much during the day. So, um, yeah. but like, again, like it's, there is literally no other way they could have done this. Like it's shocking. It's 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 disturbing. It's sad, but like, I think in the very first episode of this, when we talked about it, like how I appreciate season one for the backstory of the characters. I mean, we've had Palmer basically, a whole season of his domestic life it shapes him into who he is. You've got, I mean, Jack Bauer is just an absolute motherfucking badass from this moment on. Um, and like, if we didn't have this first season, like, you could almost call this the prequel to 24. And season two is where it picks up with Jack Bauer being a badass. Like, literally, the first episode of season two, we get one of the most epic Jack Bauer moments ever. Um, so, you know, like this whole season has just been a lead up to this is who Jack Bauer is and why he's like, it's like what you've talked about with James Bond about how you have Vesper Lind and then you have Tracy kind of defines him as James Bond. So like the, the death Mm -hmm. of Terry defines Jack Bauer as Jack Bauer. So yeah, yeah, I, I like, as much as I love Leslie Hope and Terry was fine for most of the season again, that's not Leslie Hope's fault. That's the writing. I, I'm so glad. This is, it sounds mean, but you
1: get what I'm saying. I'm so glad we didn't have Cherry for the rest of this because I want Jack being yeah. Jack. Exactly. Yeah. I I can't even imagine how you start... A w- w- couple weeks, we're going to be there. How you start the second season, if, if this isn't the case. I mean, you, Kim can potentially be in the same position, but jack having one of the other characters on the show in season two wouldn't even existed if it wasn't for terry yeah. um well it's, it's also you know, jack's um, jack's
0: loving like i know you're like again jumping way ahead i know you're a renee fan i'm not um but mm-hmm. i mean i'm obviously an audrey fan i don't know how you feel about audrey but i mean you know no oh, she's great no dead terry no audrey no dead terry no um yeah. renee so i'm looking forward to actually getting to renee because like I, I always thought i didn't like it but maybe you know there's the seasons i've rewatched the least so maybe i'm gonna feel something more for Renee later on, but she kind of always annoyed me.
1: Uh, any extra trivia that you have for this one? Um, the official guide's got to have something on the finale, right?
0: Uh, the, it's sort of more just about Leslie Hope not knowing. There was there was an interesting bit last week uh, in the in the last week's uh, episode where um, they were talking about uh, cliffhangers. So Joel Sternow was saying basically at the beginning, Fox were like, No cliffhangers. Conclude every single episode normally. And then basically by the end of this, it was Fox was saying, all those cliffhangers. (laughs) I want all the cliffhangers. Like, I also love um, that Joel, and this this is again, and we'll talk more about it next week, let's be honest. But um, the fact that Joel mentions here, the big thing to 24 is that 24 moments, everyone can tell you their favourite scenes. The first scene he mentions, Alan York killing Janet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's the only scene he mentioned. So we try to write scripts to accomplish that. Early on, we were told no cliffhangers. By the end of the first year, heading into the second year, the network mandate was like, make sure you have those cliffhangers. They are what makes 24 different. He laughs. Uh, So, uh, yeah, Fox were all about the cliffhangers, essentially, after originally telling them not to do it. But, yeah, I mean... um I guess, I mean, I'll probably just read this. this. is quite interesting. This is like the full text bit. It says, The murder of Terry Barron in the season finale was truly a watershed moment for the series in terms of defining the risks and producers would take to tell the best story. Uh, unfortunately, it meant the loss of Leslie Hope. I'm always a person who is the last to believe something is going to work. Hope reveals I was the last one to believe that the pilot would get picked up when it got picked up at 13. I thought it would never get picked up at 24. So when it got picked up at 24, I was like, wow, really? It was around the same time I got pregnant on the show. And I was like, well, I'm pregnant. Then for sure I'm around for the season two because I'm pregnant wife of the hero um they apparently gave her early warning of her demise um and yet they talk about the ultimate ending uh remembering the actual scene i think yeah leslie talked about this didn't she uh where it says hope reveals for me it was emotional not because it was the end of my time in the show because Keith was so terrific in the scene when we were shooting it you can't tell because of the way it's shot but there are tears coming down my face because he was so good i believe she talked about that in the interview but um Yeah. yeah i mean god like just I mean, TV Guide ranked this as, I think, the ninth or the tenth best episode of television of all time back in 2009. I mean, look, I think in terms of the timeline of this, we just did an episode of Breaking Bad, where it was, I think, a week old when TV Guide did that list and they included it. So, And some of the greatest episodes of Breaking Bad happened in the latest season. So I, I'm assuming this list would be completely different if they did it now in 2021 versus 2009. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, the 10th best episode, I think it was, of all time, which, I mean, look, I still would say this would make a top 100 episodes of all time list, maybe not that high, given all the TV we've had since then. But, um, I mean, that that just shows you uh how how amazing this episode is uh basically and if i if i ever did a ranking of my best episodes of television i would definitely mm. have this episode in that league. where it would go i i don't know but um yeah i mean th- this is what makes i talk so much about the the ending of this season and just like how i just got i wanted to keep watching it because i just was brought back there but like i mean this just solidifies everything i mean i i feel that like we've definitely kind of shat on a bit more in season one. There's been a lot of stuff that hasn't held up, but I still think that at the end of the this whole series, I will probably have this a lot higher than you. Cause it's also the nostalgia fact for me. Like just the way this ends, like I just, oh, I just leave this season with like, and this sounds weird cause Terry just died, but like I leave this season with like a wow, like a warm feeling like, holy crap, that was epic. And then I remember when season two started, just like, holy crap, I'm so excited for the premiere of this season because of just how good the first season was. So I forget all the crap we had um, that doesn't hold up. Because this, to me, just, wow. Holy crap, wow. Even re-watching it all these years later, it's still just jaw-dropping.
1: Yeah, you know, we'll probably get into it a little bit uh, next week when we rank the seasons. No, God. I, I think That'll at this point hard. season one is going to be number one so far. But uh, we talked about at the beginning of the season that we almost feel like fans are not willing to accept that season one is maybe not the best season because it's always like, Oh, the original season is the best. I actually, uh, did some Googling yesterday. Uh, I got on the Google on the,
0: uh, on the, on, not on the
1: tube, the Google. That's my dad <laughs> would the Google, Google machine. <laughs> and uh, I was sort of looking up to see what most fans rank as the best season 24 which of course season five is always number one on there but I found several lists that actually had season one ranked somewhere in the middle and they all said the same thing they all said I would have thought this would be the best season but it doesn't hold up as well as I thought it did so th- the opinions might be sort of changing on season one now uh, it's certainly not bad like there's nothing wrong with it. I mean the last two episodes, that's what you're really going to remember. You know, we've made a lot of Survivor references here. You know, how often do you have a terrible episode? And people are like, that was one of the best episodes ever just because of the Tribal Council. You know, th- th- these last two episodes are the Tribal Council that saved season one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, overall, you know, I-, I don't think this is going to be my top three favorite seasons Look, at least. But Yeah,
0: I think, sorry, I was just going to say, we'll talk more about this next week. But, I mean, you can kind of almost relate it to Survivor in that, like you know, is Borneo really a top 10 season? Uh, is Australian Outback really a top 10 season? If you watched Survivor today, if you just picked it up and you'd only seen the newer seasons, you went back and watched it, I doubt you're going to rank it in your top 10. Whereas yeah. is like, I still have Australian Outback in my, I think it's slowly dropped out of the top five or maybe it's fifth. I can't remember, but like it's still in my top 10. And that's a lot of that, I will admit is nostalgia reasons. Um, mm-hmm. And, but like, it's, I think there's just something though with having that nostalgia and being there watching it live. And yeah, I've read a lot of those lists and 24 a show where like you've got, you stand out like two seasons to me. Like it's weird. I've seen a lot of lists where it's five and one are always the top two. I don't think I've ever really mm. seen a season, uh, a list where one has not been there, but like, I think 24 is a unique show where it's just, it's so diverse the other seasons. Cause like th- three yeah. and three is often oh. shat upon. I love three. Four often shat upon. I love four. You know. I
1: yeah, both the the list that I saw, it was the same the same common thing of season one always sort of end up in the middle with people saying revisit it now, not as good. All those lists either had season four and season three near the bottom of the list, yeah. Or those two seasons actually ranked near the top of several lists. So yeah, yeah it is is very divided the opinions on most seasons.
0: Yeah, so I mean, it's it's interesting except for six.
1: We all hate six, right?
0: <laughs> six is easily the bottom, like, and seven and eight. Like I just. <laughs> I've watched them the least. I've maybe watched them twice. Nine, I've literally watched once. Um, and I remember not minding nine. Um, so I, I don't even know if right now, like this is kind of like Nip Tuck. Like, I went into Nip Tuck going a hundred percent. Season two will be number one. This is one of the best series of te- seasons of television I've ever seen. Um, I went into season four going to defend it saying, I love season four, it gets hate, but I, I'm going to defend it. I literally bought every episode of season four. I did not think I was going to do that. And I had to make that my number one season because I 100% buy rate. Um, and season four of Nip Tuck's often, you know, shat on a lot as being a pretty shit season. So who knows? I could go into one of these future seasons, you know, three I defend, four I defend, two is just i just don't even know what i think of two every week every week's different so um yeah yeah i'm so intrigued how our rankings will end up going along the way but i i i, I can right now say this and I, again it might change but i i still would say off the top of my head right now season one would be in my top two but um again we're jumping ahead we should be saying this next week to be honest but yeah
1: what we can do for this week is uh provide one more shocker to the audience i mean whoever saw that Nina was the mole, whoever saw that Terry was going to die, whoever would expect that we would buy the finale and rank it number one, but that's what I'm doing. This is number one on my list and it's a buy.
0: Yeah, me too. hundred percent. I mean, if I had done this list at the beginning and not remembered each of the episodes, I still would have known this would be number one. I mean, look, again famous last words mentioned this to me in a couple of seasons when i rank something different but to me this is the number one episode of 24 like i mean it's again it's a difficult season to show to like sort of remember the standout episodes i remember 4 a.m to 5 a.m of season four like i mean it's kind of it's it's not like you know these other shows but i honestly right
1: now cannot think of another
0: episode that will
1: top this I can think of one in season five that might come close for me. Um, there's actually, a, a, again, I'm sort of, uh, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see how my season three opinions change. I'm sort of in that mindset now of like, ooh, this might actually have been better now that I sort of look back on it. But there is one episode of season three that might get pretty close as well for me.
0: IMDb, has, he says, it highest rated and number one, so 9.3. Um, and just looking at the top ten, so... Yeah, day two, day three, day five, day five, day five, day two, day four, day eight, really. Um, and then day eight again. So two day eights in the top ten. Uh, that's interesting. Mm. But again, I I don't remember a lot of day seven and day eight. So, um, yeah, my least rememberable, rememberable seasons. But, yeah. <laughs> rememberable. Rememberable.
1: Well, there we go. 24 hours complete. I'm tired. Are you tired? Yeah, ben? We,
0: why do we do this all in one hit, Colin? Like, we, I don't know. We broken I broken mean, this up, like, you know, like, and oh. you
1: know what? It, it has been 48 hours for us because it took us a full day to watch the show yeah. and, and a full day to recap it. And then we let the audience get away with sleeping for six days in between. Just yeah. not fair.
0: Jesus. they They get like a whole 24 week spread, right? With a couple yeah. of interviews <laughs> in between. So, you know, lucky them.
1: Uh, but we're coming back for one more Season 1 discussion because we got to recap Season 1 next week. And uh, we're going to finalize our top five rankings of the finale or the last two episodes. And <laughs> maybe we'll make an argument for one or two moments to slip in there, which probably will be uh, outvoted. But uh, uh, at least one more week to reminisce on Season 1. I'm actually, you know, we, we both said we watched the last couple episodes all in one shot and have just been let's get, let's get to this. Let's get all this done this week. But even though for me, it's only been a couple of days since I watched this finale, I'm still like, can we just wrap season one up? I want to start to season two already. I'm excited for season two.
0: Yeah. I, I like, I was very much excited to start this project. Cause you know, you have these things and like, it, it, in all seriousness, this has gone quite, quite quickly given that we actually started this a a fairly long time ago and a fair few things happened in between had a bit of a break and then (laughs) here we are and we've we've closed it off quite quickly but um yeah i'm i'm excited too for season two because um yeah i'm just we'll we'll talk about it more next week but like it's i I, yeah i'm just intrigued about season two because it's got some great moments in it and it's got some terrible moments in it um yeah it's it's almost like I can think of massive, massive moments in 24 and know the seasons well. Season two is kind of almost one that just slips through the cracks. It's almost like sometimes I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'll get through season two to get to season three. Like it's – it's, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like there's a beauty of 24 that every single season is almost like a movie. It's almost like we're, you know, recapping the Marvel movies or a James Bond franchise, you know, because um, mm-hmm. they're almost so separate in their own unique ways. But um, – yeah i'm excited for it like you know i don't even season six i'll get excited to talk about even freaking legacy i'll get excited to talk about because we can just spend 12 episodes back there's our lower season that's lower than season six come on um we shouldn't really rank it it's a separate show but you know (laughs) yeah exactly We're, we're counting it but um yeah no i'm i'm excited for that and of course in a couple of weeks we should say at least at the time of recording this uh that uh we we hopefully will be airing in between the end of season well next week's episode and then our season two premiere uh hopefully doing a bit of a 20-year reunion episode even if it's just leslie hope joining us again so um yeah (laughs) you know obviously we've been lucky enough to have a few guests on the show and if we can get them all back on one episode and see if we can get some other people but uh you know we we obviously realize a lot of those people weren't on seasons like leslie hope's not gonna know much about um uh james uh uh uh, thank you i was gonna say james buchanan but that's the president of the united states isn't it um so (laughs) yeah so but i mean it'll be interesting kind of hear they can share stories with each other and maybe we can come up with some fun little uh tidbits for them to to all go around but uh yeah i mean we've got we've still got like another 170 odd normal episodes to go so why not add a few more in between
1: all right so come back and join us for some odd episodes still (laughs) to come (laughs) and then eventually season two uh but we'll be back next week for the season one wrap-up Thank you for joining us. My name is Colin and uh and
0: my name is Archives Wilson and why do you keep defying the end of this episode? Damn it. I don't know thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts Spotify Stitcher Google Podcasts or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider and while you're there please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback you can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media